To wrap up an incredible year, we asked people from our community to submit their own kindness stories. Kindness memos, as we like to call them. In collecting these short stories, we weren't focused on the scale of their impact. We didn't ask for anything specific. We didn't care if their projects were big or small, local or global. For us, what really mattered was that they got up and created the change they wanted to see. They chose to help. They chose to be generous, and above all, they chose kindness, in ways they knew how. These stories, the first installment of a two-part episode, will make you believe that there's still a ton of good in the world. A lot of you guys are out there, people whose compassion, empathy, and love for others overflow. And for as long as we can, we'll be here to share them, because we genuinely believe that sharing these stories can help make our world just a little bit better and a little bit kinder, whether it's the ones you've heard so far on the podcast or the stories you're about to hear. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. And this is Sincerely Human, a show about humans you should know. And their stories of doing good in the modern age. I just remember moments that were just awful. I was called names from fat to ugly to a loner and loser. I really didn't have many friends as well. I switched schools quite a bit, five times or so, um, to try to find some balance and peace, but quickly kind of realized that it was something that was universal, but I didn't necessarily understand that at that time. That's McKenna Reddy, a kindergarten teacher and social service worker from Toronto, Canada. So ultimately, as a child, I was, I was kind of abused and pushed and kicked and um, didn't really have the support system that I was hoping to have as a child, like the teachers and even um, anti-bullying programs. Unfortunately, we just didn't have. And ultimately, it was something that I've always kind of wanted to do was to kind of be like the better person all throughout my life. McKenna grew up with severe anxiety and depression. After high school, she took a year off to figure out what she wanted to do, how she can help others so they didn't have the kind of life she was living. And um, I decided at that time that I wanted to go into something that involves social service work. And that's where I studied for three years at a college in Toronto. And I was able to learn a lot from that of like different community programs and how to outreach into the community and how to kind of make a difference. And that's when I basically decided that I wanted to start my campaign. She called it Live Your Dream Campaign, an organization that provides mental health assemblies and programs in schools, hospitals, and shelters that focus on spreading kindness in communities around the world. While McKenna was developing and organizing free anti-bullying programs in different campuses, she came across Kind Campaign. It's a nonprofit founded by Lauren Paul and Molly Thompson, two amazing women who joined forces to combat girl against girl bullying. And so McKenna applied to be a kind ambassador. This allowed her to spearhead and bring kind campaign assemblies and kind clubs in her own community. I've been able to help with about 30 to 35 schools to help uh, spread their program, which has been absolutely 
phenomenal and such a rewarding experience. And it's been so amazing as well, just because in the program, there's an interactive activity section that Lorna Molly, the founders, um, had created where students stand up and pledge to be kind. And there's an apology section as well, where like if others want to apologize to others around them or even to themselves, that's something that they can also pass around, which is actually pretty phenomenal. Phenomenal. That's an accurate word to describe this movement. We adults can all learn from young people who recognize that their words and actions can cause pain to somebody else. People just like McKenna, whose journey of being ostracized is similar to what Lindsay Barragato, a college senior, had to endure. Being a part of the LGBT community and finally accepting myself, I was kind of concerned about launching because being a part of the LGBT community, you're still kind of in a marginalized group. And I just, you know, being the face of the foundation, I was just kind of scared how that would reflect on the foundation if somebody didn't agree with that. But, you know, I held my head high and, you know, just figured it's not about me and my identity. It's about my passion and wanting to give back to the community. And so in spite of her fears, Lindsay took the leap and launched the Just Like Me Foundation, which is dedicated to enriching the lives of teenagers and young adults with special needs. Lindsay had the idea for the foundation seven years ago when she was working as a teacher's assistant for a special education class. And prior to this experience, I had never known anybody with special needs, never interacted with somebody with special needs. So it was just a brand new opportunity for me. But as I continued to go to this class, I actually started to develop friendships and bonds with the kids in the class because, you know, they were just so positive and happy and kind and they were inspiring to me. And as I got to know them, I would ask them, you know, what fun things do you do after school or what fun things do you do on the weekends? And to my surprise, it kind of seemed like they weren't doing much socialization outside of the hours of school. And that just broke my heart because there I was as a 16-year-old fully immersed in the high school culture by going to Friday night football games or going to all the school dances and going to the beach with friends and they weren't getting those same opportunities. Through Just Like Me, Lindsay created a way for these warm and loving souls to have fun and do the same things that all other kids get to do. The Just Like Me Foundation fulfills every special needs parent's dreams, and we are so, so grateful. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Just Like Me. That's Camille Caldera, mom of 15-year-old Carson, who's been diagnosed with autism. Camille says they've always wanted their son to feel included, and you get that feeling when you're able to do other things that most kids do, without being looked at differently. Some of our activities include movie nights, bowling, beach bonfire parties, dances, paddleboarding, and much more. It kind of seems like our list just continues to grow as we continue to grow. And we're basically just serving individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So individuals with autism, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy. And in the Southern California area, it seems like there's a high population of individuals with special needs and little to no social activity programs in the area and that's why I became passionate about wanting to start this program. So if you happen to be in one of the Just Like Me events, you might meet 19-year-olds like Brianna Pivek. Brianna has cerebral palsy. In the few hours she spends with Just Like Me attendees and volunteers, she 
she's able to have fun and meet new friends her age. Or maybe you need to see Cambria Grisham's infectious smile while she gets a haircut for free. Cambria is a senior at Dana Point High School and a fan of hip-hop dance. She says her new hairstyle was inspired by a goal she set for her senior year in high school. And that goal? It's running for homecoming queen. For more information about how you can get involved or help Lindsay bring more joy to teens and young adults with special needs, please visit justlikemefoundation.org. Or if you're interested in supporting McKenna's incredible initiatives, check out the different programs at liveyourdreamscampaign.ca. Hope you guys enjoyed this special episode. Please tune in to the next one. It will be our last podcast for the year. Also, if you haven't already, leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Thanks, guys, and stay tuned for part two coming out this week.